You're listening to The Fashion Detour, a show that provides insights into the minds of creatives within the fashion industry. My name is Michal Goldfein, and I'm sitting down with the creators to talk about their processes, their inspirations, and lessons they've learned along the way. Well, this week we have a special guest. Her name is Gwen Bellotti, and she is the owner and designer of Gwen Bellotti Women's Wear Collection. How are you doing today? I am well, Michal. Thanks so much for having me on on the show today. You're welcome. So what I'm really curious about is what inspired you to, to, to start your brand? Um, I get asked that question uh, pretty often, and it's interesting because um, I can't say that I can really pinpoint one exact thing. Um, I started designing women's wear apparel, ooh, it's been almost about 12 years now. Um, and initially, um, you know, I started making pieces for myself, and I made a few things for some friends. And then, you know, like people around me would encourage me to do more, to turn it into a business. But prior to that, like, I had no desire to be in the fashion industry, to be a designer. Um, I'd say, like, most um, women, and not even just women, um, people who are, you know, interested in stylish things, I was one of them, but not to the degree that I could ever envision myself, like, having a fashion brand. But lo and behold, 2020, um, I do – when I started designing clothing, in part it was because um, I had a hard time finding pieces that fit well. Um, so my weight my entire life has always fluctuated. It's been up and down. Um, so even when I found something that was really cute that didn't necessarily fit or if I found something that I really liked, it didn't come in my size or what have you. Um, so I started making pieces for myself, and I took into account um, the issues that I had um, with things and wanting them to always be stylish and still fit well and be comfortable. Um, so I just really think it was a blessing. I was also going through a tough time, and it was a way to occupy my time. And it just flourished into to what it is today and what I hope will be even greater in years to come. That's really amazing. And were there, are there any, is there anyone in your life that influenced you in terms of your style? Um, not really. Like, my dad is really stylish. My mom, uh, she has a pretty classic style. I wouldn't say it's edgy or fashion forward, but she's always very well put together. Um, but as far as, like, like someone, like, I looked at and I was like, oh, my God, I just love the way they dress. Not really. I really just think it was, like, a very personal um, experience for me. Like, I always wanted to to just to look good and and to feel good style wise um as far as like um my aesthetic in that particular design i think i really spoke to my body um and um for me like you know just certain things fit better and i went with that but i wouldn't say that there was any one particular person or thing that really that i honed in on it just kind of like it was almost like a a real organic evolution of just just something <laughs> I think yeah. like things like that, yeah. and like you really can't explain it. Well, I mean, you can definitely see the appreciation that you have for a woman's body and your clothing. Um, for yeah. example, the uh, velvet fishtail dress that you have and the sequin midi dress—they're just yeah. um, 
really beautifully, you know, tailored and not 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 too tight, but you know, just like really um, giving the body. Has that always been something that's important to you? It has, um, and that uh, goes back to again, like my own concerns. So, like, I was never a person like I don't typically. Um, wear sleeveless garments. That, that's just not me. I do make some pieces that um, that have and some that don't. Um, and as far as like fit, I think the woman's figure is beautiful, and I think there's a way to display it in a manner that you still feel super stylish and comfortable. Um, like the two pieces that you mentioned in particular, they're both lined with um, a really soft cotton jersey, but it's cut a little bit tighter than the outer shell of the garment. So it kind of gives this sense of pull-in, right? So I try to think um, aesthetically, um, stylishly, but also functionally as well. Um, because when you shop for apparel, that's an investment, right? You know, you're not dropping $100, $200, $300 on a piece to only wear once, like, if you find something that you like, it looks beautiful and it feels good, you want to wear it over and over again. So I try to always consider that when designing pieces. Um, so I'm always thinking about the woman's body, how she's going to look in it, but also how she's going to feel in the garment as well. Yes, and I see also you have this beautiful high-low wool poncho. It has a really interesting silhouette. Um, I saw there were you kind of showed it even with someone who's, um, you know, pregnant or expecting, you know, she can wear it. So it's just really versatile. So what inspired you to design that piece? Um, you just said it. The key word was versatility. Um, I'm always thinking about that, uh, you know, how you can maximize your wardrobe and the garments in your wardrobe. So that piece is really fun um, because it's shorter in the front and longer in the back. Um, just having the crop look overall, that makes some women feel a bit more edgy, you know, that they're wearing a crop top. Um, but there's a way to do that so you don't feel, like, intimidated. So, like, with the crop in that one, um, you can wear um, high-waisted pants. So you still have a look of a crop, but you're not necessarily showing skin. Um, that piece is really cool with either skirts or pants in the summertime, um, I see women wearing that particular piece um, in shorts, and it looks really great. You can wear it with a longer top on the outside. So it just gives you so many options, and especially, like, if you fall in love with it, like, you can wear it without wear it again and again without feeling like, oh, my God, I'm putting this on again, because you can style it so many different ways that it's fun to actually pull it out of your closet again. So that was the key word, um, versatility, when designing that particular piece. Yeah, and I mean, I think it's great. Like, it looks like it 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 hits it it would hit a woman's body, you know, in 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 the right place, you know, to yeah. show off to show off the curves and also to like you know yeah make your eye draw inward to look at your at at if if someone has like a a more narrow waist, it's just like a really nice. Mm -hmm. It looks like a really nice piece. <laughs> it and it fits it fits so well, and we get. That's one of our best-selling pieces, and we've got a lot of good feedback on it for the exact same reasons that, that you mentioned. And it comes in the, um, it's like a houndstooth print? Yes. So we actually sold out of the houndstooth. I need to take that off the website because people are like, oh, I want that one. Oh. Um, but we, I know we sold out of that one. So the current style that we have is like um, the larger plaid kind of print um, and the dark coffee color. That's the one that's available for this, for this fall-winter season. Beautiful. Well, it's really beautiful. And thank you so much. 
So what challenges have you faced in starting your brand? Oh, my God, what challenges haven't I faced? Uh, um, and I think most small businesses probably can relate, or I shouldn't assume. I'll speak specifically um, to, to the challenges that I've experienced. So I think just running a small company is a challenge. Um, for the most part, um, I run about 90% of the business. The other 10% I'll outsource. So if we're doing a larger production run, I'll work with a small company or um, freelance sewers um, to get some of the production um, done. But it's it's not an inexpensive process. Um, there's so much goes into running an apparel line. Um, in addition to the clothes, we recently added um, jewelry, which has been amazing. The response to that has been um, beyond what I thought it would be. So, you know, a recent challenge is trying to navigate between those two worlds because even though it's still fashion, there's still two very different sectors. So it's almost like having to compartmentalize, okay, we're, doing, we're focusing on apparel. Okay, now we're focusing on jewelry. And then once they're both done, you can kind of fuse them together and talk about how they can be styled and worn together so that you create a holistic look. But beyond that, like the back end of that, um, you know, that's a challenge. Um, another challenge is, is brand awareness, right? You know, you want your business to do well and to sell but people have to know about you, right? Um, so that's something that we're always trying to work on. Um, our social media presence, um, being consistent with communicating with our email list, um, you know, so people can tell a friend to tell a friend and you can continue to grow. I think that's uh, for 2020, two of the challenges that we're really going to look at, um, managing both the, the apparel and the jewelry um, and trying to really build awareness around the brand. And I think those two things would assist with some of the other challenges that just come with business, you know, financial challenges, um, being consistent, and things of that nature. Wow. And, I mean, you've definitely come a long way. I have to say, I see that you uh, were on Good Day New York. And yes. with, I, I mean, it's such a gorgeous piece. You did, like, the idea of the red velvet bodysuit and the pleated mm -hmm. skirt. Um, so it's just amazing that you didn't come from, like, that, that design background. No, and, I know. And look where I, you um, are. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely grateful and appreciative, um, and I wouldn't attribute any of – I would attribute all of it to just a blessing and God and just – because things like this just don't happen. At least I haven't seen anything that has um, – I'm able to serve people in a way that I enjoy and that the, the person who is being um, – provided with the apparel, the jewel, whatever it is that they get from us, that they can enjoy too. And I think beyond it being a service, it's just, it's an amazing experience and a memorable one. Like, you know, you buy the thing, but when you go out in it, like, you have a memory and experience of how you felt in that particular thing, um, how you looked. Um, so I think just to be even in a world and a space that I can be a part of something like that is just, it's beautiful, and I just think it's beyond explanation. Um, so I am very grateful to where we are today from where we have come, and there's so much more that I want to do um, with the brand. Wow. And kind of going along with that, I see that you have um, something called uh, 100 Dresses, Head Start in Harlem. Can you explain that a little bit more? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so... We, found, we were founded in 2008, and I, I think about 2010, um, I started working with an organization called Little Dresses for Africa. And at the time, I wanted to, I was 
actively seeking out um, an activity or um, a project that I could be a part of that would be fashion-related but um, community-based, like a, something that, um, that I could give back to but really be meaningful. Like you know, There's so many causes out here. You can just pick one at random. But I wanted it to be something that I felt personally connected to. Um, so I came across this organization called Little Justice for Africa, um, and their mission is to provide relief to children um, in countries throughout uh, Africa and other regions in the world where there's need. Um, and the basis of what they do, well, where they started, they do so much more now, is providing um, little dresses to little girls. Um, and um, initially, majority of the pieces were made out of pillowcases, which is a super cool, um, efficient, and practical idea. They, they do, like, so much more now. They're building schools and wells and so many villages across, across that continent. Um, so about two years in, like I did a few things with them, and then I created this organization, this project called 100 Dresses for Little Dresses for Africa. So a bunch of volunteers, um, friends, family, customers, um, some people even come from out of the state. Um, one day a year, the, it's usually the second to last or the last weekend in June, um, we get together at a space in Brooklyn and we design dresses for little girls made out of pillowcases. Um, majority of our volunteers have never sewn before. So besides it being a community project to give back, like it's also a learning experience for the volunteers who participate. And this past year was our fifth year. I actually just secured the date for 2020 that we'll be hosting the event. And when the dresses are done, we ship them to the headquarters of the organization, and they disseminate them throughout the regions where there's most need. Wow, that's really amazing, and um, I want to come. <laughs> you should come. <laughs> I have, you I totally have, should come. I have no skill whatsoever when it comes and to. And you don't have to. <laughs> it's funny because um, I have a daughter who's 15, and she is super creative and totally, like, self-taught, and she draws, uh -huh. and it's just unbelievable and I'm like yep that yeah. that did not come from me like no nothing <laughs> I, I, I can make it six figure that's about where it you know starts and ends that's my stop here yeah oh that's awesome yeah so I see that you have your um actually you have like a few pieces like you have a two you have a two-piece sequin set and you have a three-piece set um that's like has this uh wrap piece mm -hmm. that you can put over a skirt so and they're so like going back to the whole versatility they're so versatile um and so how would you suggest styling that that outfit the three-piece set so the three-piece um i can't recall i don't know if it started out as a three-piece. I think it evolved into a three-piece. And majority of the, the final designs are a result of transition, change an idea. Like I could never just sketch something, give it to someone, and say make it. It's all about like the process. Like it always evolved into something different than what was either in my head or on paper. And I think that's the beauty of the process, which is why it's so important, in my opinion, to be hands-on. Um, so you're not just producing random things. You're producing things that have meaning. Um, so that the three piece can be styled in so many different ways. Each piece can be worn by itself. 
um, and then collectively either as a pair or wearing the entire um, set, the three-piece. Um, I love that one because it's not something that you'll have to pack away in the spring, in the summer, or in the fall or winter. You can wear it year-round. The skirt looks great with tights or stockings in the summertime with nothing at all. Um, we did a campaign and we showed um, one of our models wearing the full outfit. And then after work for happy hour, she was going out on a date um, with a guy and she took off the wrap piece. She changed her shoes and it totally changed the entire look. Um, so in that sense, you can have a lot of fun with that piece um, because you have that removable wrap piece. So that one is um, designed to really just be fun and just be um, accommodating to a variety of settings, like be it the workplace or um, brunch or you know date night or what have you. Yeah, and I like that you could, like, if you wanted, you could just wear the skirt and pair it with, uh, you know, a blouse or a turtleneck, yep. or you could. Yes. There's, there's tons of options, so it's a great piece. Thank and, you, yeah. I mean, I, I have noticed that a lot of your pieces do have more of a, a modest fit. Mm -hmm. um, many of them, you know, like I saw um, this gorgeous silver sequin skirt um, that, you know, goes to uh, 26 inches. And in my, mm -hmm. I mean, in my, I'm more in the modest, you know, fashion world. So for me, mm -hmm. like, I get very excited when I see yeah. quality clothing that's more modest. <laughs> yes. But um, is that something that you consider when you design? You know what, Michal, this question is so interesting. I promise you, literally two days ago, I had this conversation with one of my um, long-time girlfriends, um, we were on the phone and I was telling her about a fashion show that I attended a couple of weeks ago. Um, and this particular designer associate of mine, her line intentionally designed modest apparel. Um, we were just talking about it and I was telling her how beautiful the collection was, how beautiful the show was. And then my girlfriend said to me, she said, yeah, you know, and your clothes are modest too. And I said, really? <laughs> I never, I know I'd never attached that adjective to my line. And I had to stop and think. And I was like, you know what? It is. So I feel like organically it's intentional, but never scripted because I, ne I never said I want to make modest clothes. Everything goes back to fit for me personally. I don't know how to design without considering my own personal experience. So I think that it, it happens that way because I find that not only clothes like that fit me well, but I think clothes similar to the aesthetic of mine um, accommodate a lot of women versus a small pool of, you know, women who might be looking for more more sexy clothes majority of the look. I think we have a little bit of that as well. Um, so I think it just so happens to, to be that way. Um, but, I mean, I love it. <laughs> I think um, the customers who shop with us um, love it. But I can't say that that was my intention. It's, it, it really is interesting. And, I mean, you know, it, it's interesting in the sense also that, well, first of all, like you mentioned, in terms of it being more inclusive that way, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just cause that way you're not like, if somebody wanted to like to vamp, you know, to amp it up and like, you know, they could mm -hmm. put on like a really tall, you know, high heel boot and like they could make it more, mm -hmm. you know, yes. flirtatious and sexy uh -huh. or whatever you want to call it. But then they could also, you know, keep it more, keep it more refined, which is, which is great. 
and yep. and then you know also um i i it's interesting like i feel like um more and more like women you know like to feel uh more empowered and if you look at people that are in power or are more, you know, um, like the like the president's wife or something like that, you know, they tend to mm-hmm. wear a little bit more modest clothing. It's mm-hmm. just interesting. Yeah, and it's so just listening to you describe what you just did, it brings me back to the word versatility, which is always a priority for us because, like you said, like the pieces – are designed in a way that you can amp them up. You can wear, like, if you want to wear, like, a sexy crop top with this girl, you can totally wear it with a button-up blouse. So, exactly. is it? And it's so interesting. Like, even just, I've been doing this for a long time, but in talking to people, you see things that they see that you can't necessarily see. And I'm always astonished by that. So, even having that conversation with my girlfriend a couple of days ago and then talking to you now, like, it's always an evolving process and it's just so beautiful, I think. So, and uh, just for anyone out there that wants to know what we're talking about, um, for example, the I, what I was talking about before, the cubed sequin skirt, it's so beautiful. And you also have that um, midi pleated split skirt, which is very mm-hmm. pretty. Um, do you think you could, if, if somebody wanted to, like, sew down the, the pleats on that skirt, would they be able to? They could. So what we've done, like in some of the shoots that we've done, it's even so subtle that you could pin it without it looking because the pleat, the overlay is really, it's, I think it's about a four-inch overlay. So the, the split actually only shows intentionally, or let's say if the wind is blowing, but you really have to kind of strut your legs out to show it. Um, but it can totally either be stitched up, maybe you wouldn't even have to stitch it all the way down unless you wanted it to. Um, but that can definitely be done um, with a tailor. Um, but we've done that for, for some of our shoots. We've pinned it up to, to have the look of it being closed versus being open. So that is an option for anyone who's interested in that. Okay, amazing. And I see that you have, you started doing, um, like you were saying before, the jewelry. And you also have some, uh, you have home accessories like the, the throw pillow set. Mm-hmm. So, um what uh, went into that decision? Um, so like with accessories, I have always been in love with accessories. And it, this whole thing just comes full circle. Um, you know, back when I had issues with fit and things of that nature, and I couldn't necessarily buy the new trendy items that, let's say, my friends were buying or that were being advertised on television because they just didn't fit me well, my go-to was accessories. Like accessories don't size discriminate. Um, so I would just, in love with body accessories like jewelry, handbags, shoes, and things of that nature, but even like um, decor items too because, you know, when you put on clothing that looks good, you like it, you know, you feel uber pretty, but if that's hard for you to do, like, and you're still into stylish things, your for me, my alternative was to make my face feel stylish, you know, so I would, oh, I always loved like really cute pens, really cute notebooks. So anyway, I could find um, a way to bring in just style to my aesthetic and my space. Um, I did that. So designing the jewelry and the accessories, um, I think was um, like a progressive kind of thing that was intended to happen. And it's something that I can speak to personally, because I have a lot of experience with with accessories 
And it's true. I mean, like, I know I have my girlfriends that have, like, you know, 30 pairs of heels because <laughs> that, I mean, listen, you know, why shouldn't everyone should have a way to express themselves? Um, Absolutely. And, you know, they, they want to, they want to, everybody wants to feel confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and not everyone could feel confident necessarily in, in, you know, in a dress or in a skirt. I mean, hopefully, hopefully they can because, you know, like uh-huh. you've given them so many options and nowadays there are more options out there in the world. But for some people, like they need those little like baby steps to adjust. And, yeah. and so um, I love what you're doing with that. Thank you. And what, what are your goals for the future? So um, I really want to get the word out to more people about what we're doing at the brand. I've found that the customers that we have connected with find an appreciation not just for the product but our brand mission, which is to empower women through fashion and just to connect with more people in the community and be more of a holistic experience for them versus just a product-based business to, to have to create memories for people. Um, and in 2020, we're looking to do that to, just to be consistent with our voice um, and tell more and more people about what we're doing. Um, we hosted a lot and participated in quite a bit of trunk shows this, past, this current year, 2019, and that was amazing. We met so many people. Um, so 2020, we're looking to to do more of that, get in front of more people, connect with more people personally. Um, And, um, yeah, that's just continue to do what we're doing, to learn from the customer, to listen to the customer, and to consider that in all that we do. Wow. Well, I'm very excited for your future. And um, if anyone wants to check out any of the uh, Gwen Bellotti designs, they can head on over to um, GwenBellotti.com. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you, Miha. I so appreciate this um, opportunity to talk to you as well as your audience. I am very much grateful. Anytime. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Fashion Detour. I'm available for personal styling and personal shopping. If you'd like to get in contact with me, you can always reach out to me through my email, michal at thefashiondetour.com. And on Instagram, you're welcome to direct message me at The Fashion Detour for any of your shopping and styling needs and questions. Thank you so much and have a great week.
Misplaced 